You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. This morning, being uh, um, a resurrection morning, I uh, have a very specific message. And it's a message on uh, resurrection. In other words, life coming out of dead situations or dead things in our lives. So it's a very specific message targeted at bringing out life from dead situations. Uh, some of these things that we have faced in our own lives that still linger on inside our hearts. And many believers today are in this state of, uh, described as being a neutral. You know, you can have a car either reverse or drive, but then you can just put it, the gear there, is in a neutral. In other words, there is no conscious, uh, deliberate, uh, motion to move forward. There is no withdrawal, but you are just people are just in that state of being neutral. And this as a result of past events where people are watching around with heaviness in their spirits, uh, not experiencing resurrection, resurrection power from the dead things in the past that has placed them in that position where they are just passive. In other words, people might have prayed about things and it appeared that God didn't answer those prayers. And so there is that question mark that uh, what really is going on? Therefore, that sense of being aggressive about spiritual things is no longer there. Uh, experience disappointment that has put people in that state and God uh, wants to visit these dead issues which means all those things that have happened in the past and bring the life out of death. In other words, until life comes out of those situations, then there will be no real explanation that you can have as to why it happened. And if there is no explanation as to why it happened, then the question mark remains over the life, all right, of that person going forward, that how do I know that I won't push again and do all of this stuff, and yet things will not work out. And so there is that passivity when it comes to uh, matters of God. That is, I agree, God is there, and he is real, but, you know, there's just something that is not producing. So until success comes out of that failure, until life comes out of that situation there, completeness and wholeness comes out of brokenness and heartbreaks, then people will still have issues inside of their heart that Satan can use as triggers. Uh, things that might even be traumatic. And so he just triggers this thing from time to time. 
And so what do we do? We want to look at what to do with those things that have happened or with things that people are going through at this particular moment. And there are three things I want to say this morning. All right? Very clear and precise. And I take people into a particular practice at the end of it, into a five-minute worship session where we offer up the sacrifice of praise unto God, have one saying certain things in his word. So someone can be, have been deeply wounded, as the prophet said, in the house of his or her friends. And so there were certain behaviors that were coming out. And he said, what are these? He says, I have told you I'm these, but I'm not a prophet. I'm actually a farmer. But I've taken up this cloak and it represents the wounds that I experience in the house of my friend. And then you get to that point in terms of being neutral. And the reason is that the theology that you have been given, the doctrines that you have been taught in church, have not been able to resolve those issues, but most especially reach into those deeper things there and explain to you clearly what really is going on. And so, as it were, the life of God that is within you now is trapped in the midst, all right, of all of that. But Paul said something as we begin to get into those areas. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, from verse 7 to verse 12, spoke, Paul spoke about all right, our daily experience, he spoke about it, our daily experience of death. He said, but well, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He said, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. He said, always, always, at every time, in our Christian work, bearing about in the body an experience of the dying of the Lord Jesus, and that has happened, that the life also of Jesus may be made manifest in our body. In other words, if the life of Jesus will be made manifest in anybody's life and their body, and will see circumstances in the light that depict the resurrection power of Jesus, it must be coming out of an experience of death in their own life. In other words, something died in them for us to see this thing that we see on the outside, right? So he's saying that if you say, well, yes, we can see covenant nation on the outside. It came as a result of something dying on the inside. Every blessing you see that appears on the outside came as a result of the loss of something to that individual that that person at that point in time thought, all right, was precious. And then he goes on here and says, for we which live are always, not sometimes, every time. Delivered unto death 
for Jesus' sake. The reason is that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So death worketh in us, and then he goes on and says, and life in you. All right? Then he says in verse 13, he says, we have in the same spirit of faith. In other words, when that death was working in us, we had that spirit of faith, we believed. According as it is written, we believe, therefore have we spoken. Therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. Such that the same spirit that raised up Jesus, next verse, shall raise us up also. So we spoke in the midst of the death-filled situation. Alright? When we were discouraged. When we were pressed on every side. And what brought about this death? Pressed on every side. We were cast down. Which means the experience of this death, something happened and you were cast down. Alright? You were pushed, you were pressed. But as that happened, you understood the mystery there of resurrection, that life will come out of death. So I had a job, I was fired from that job. Alright, something died. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, something has to come out of that second. And what will come out of that second, alright, that experience, must be multiple times of the experience there. Therefore, because we understand the resurrection of Jesus, when you fire us, we have the same spirit of faith. We believe and therefore we speak and declare that the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is going to raise this thing, something out of this. And the only way you are going to have total healing and the only way you are going to be able to explain why you were fired was because of what happened. In other words, that happened that this might happen. So for Joseph, there was no explanation as to why his brothers lied on, um, sorry, betrayed him, threw him into the pit, sold him to slavery. He called have been analyzing and analyzing and wondering what mistake did I make? And this is where people are, all right, having sorrow in their hearts. And then get to Potiphar's house. And then again, Potiphar's wife lies and says, am I carrying something? And you begin to wonder, all right, from the vision, first to the pit, then to the prison, then to Potiphar's house, from Potiphar's house, then to the prison again, what's going on? And until life came out of all of that, and he became the prime minister of Egypt, that was when there was a, an explanation to him what he explained. There's no logical explanation. It's a situation that explains that situation. In other words, I had to be fired so that I will enter into this business. I had to be fired so that I enter into this business. This person had to walk away from my life that this other person will be able to come into my life. That is the only explanation. But you see, what happens is, because people don't understand this life out of death, when the death happens, they say, why did the death happen? And talk about the unfaithfulness of God. Do you get what I'm saying? Why would they ever sack me? Why should Potiphar's wife ever lie on me? So Paul spoke about our daily experience of death 
All right, through adverse circumstances of life. Now, there's reason here. Now, I'm going to say some strong things to deliver. Because I faced this kind of thing before in my life when I started this ministry. And, I, I mean, the only, I, I tried everything I knew to do on something. And nothing until I did this. And in a matter of days, something happened inside my consciousness. All right? So, adverse circumstance of life, that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in us. Life must always come out of. So you have this treasure in earthen vessels. There is a treasure inside this vessel. And in order for that treasure to come out, the vessel has to be cracked. That vessel has to be destroyed. Paul went on. He said, though our outward man perish every day, our inward man is renewed. In other words, outward man, he was saying, this treasure is in earthen vessels of clay. He says that earthen vessel of clay must be hot, must be affected, that the life of Jesus might come out of the inside of you. So life always comes out. Self, the old patriarchs used to talk about it when they say you die to self. In other words, self is what dies on the cross. Eh, all right, your, your own. And that's why, you know, people, that is, and self there yeah, deals with selfishness, being self-centered. And so what happens is, it is that self there that needs to be cracked. Self must die for more of Christ to appear on the inside. And the circumstance is all about cracking self. All right, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, he said, I am crucified together with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet is not I. He says, but Christ that now lives on the inside of me. So that is the crucifixion there where self dies, that Jesus might come out. So I must die for Christ to live. Self-will. Your own plans for your own life must be taken to the cross for God's own plan to come out. Look, your life is hid with Christ in God. Let me repeat that statement. Your life is hid with Christ in God. The life God has planned for you is hidden in Jesus, there is nothing that can happen on the outside that can touch that life. So if you had your projections, this is what the cross means, and you projected that, all right? Now listen to what I'm saying here, that you'll be inside this employee there, you prayed, you felt, I got this job, and all of that, you had had all your plans, and you lost that job, that job is not an integral part of the life that you have in Christ. No matter how good the pay was, no matter how much you enjoyed it, because whatever you have in Christ is eternal and no man can take it away from you. Now you say, well, but you know, I'm now left exposed. That is self. That's what people don't want. All right? And we can't keep feeding that self there and nourishing that self with doctrines that don't, that, that don't embrace the cross. That's what Paul was saying. He said, I've warned you about this. People whose belly is their God. In other words, you touch anything, 
It says, listen to me, they stop at that point. Let me tell you this. If any man walked out of your life, that person wasn't God's plan for you. No matter how much you fell in love with that person. You say, but I prayed. I'm telling you. say, well, but nobody came after that because you did not respond in, I believe, therefore have I spoken. And get up that next morning after the person walked out and said, Lord, you have shut one door to open up another. The person you have called forth you are there crying, weeping over it, staying in that state of death, got into neutral, instead of rising up on the inside and speaking forth. Alright? You say, well, since I lost the job, it's been two years now, because you haven't opened your mouth wide. So say, this is one closed door. God is opening. Why is that? Is that what David did? When they came to meet David and David was fasting and praying and the child died, David said, is the child dead? They said, yes. David changed his raiment. David didn't go into a pity party. David didn't play the victim card. David didn't look for counseling from anybody. He changed his raiment, sat down to eat, entered into the house of God, began to rejoice. They said, what is this that you are doing? When the child was alive, you were fasting and praying. Now the child is gone. What is this you are doing? He said, you will soon see. The birth of Solomon was the only explanation for the death of that child. Imagine without Solomon. Who will David be left with? Adonijah? Absalom? So I'm challenging you here that Jesus is bigger than your situation. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm challenging you. This Christianity. All right? Don't come and say that, well, I fasted, I prayed, I paid my tithe, I, I, I gave offering, and I lost the job. All right, yes, you lost the job because God has some better thing for you. He taketh away the force that he might give you the second. Okay, you raise a child, and the child is playing with, 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 with um, uh, certain toys. Are, are you going to allow your, 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 I mean, even toys, they put age there. In other words, from three to five. Will you have a 15-year-old boy playing with a three-year-old toy? Won't you say by the time... That, of course, the child too doesn't want... The child wants to continue playing with the toys. You'd snatch the toys from the child. Will you have a full-grown woman carrying a doll? And say, doll, doll. You don't allow that. You snatch at one point and say, and the child is crying. You say, cry, cry, cry. You are beyond this. So you are crying. God says you are beyond this. You are beyond this job. You are beyond that person. Do you get what I'm saying? So Jesus said, except a corn of wheat. Now, so I want you to understand this. Falls to the ground and dies. It abides alone. Now, I know it's different. Everybody will preach to you and say, tomorrow all things are going to work as you want. I ain't saying that. Because that's not the way it works. But I guarantee you. Alright? If you are rushing somewhere and it's out of your own control and there's a hold up for three hours and you miss that meeting, go and give God thanks. It's not because you are late. It's not because you wanted to. It's because there was something outside your control. Now if you give God thanks, it will not take three months. Where within a space of three months you will see things ah, that you know God saved me. Because there's a way that seems right unto a man. The end thereof is death. 
In other words, for God to save you, he has to take away from your life things that seem right to you. So many of you are filled with circumstances in your life that are pregnant with things. All right? But instead of responding with joy, you respond there with why? That's why it says count it all joy. So Jesus said, except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. Now, now, someone says, what does it mean when you are dead to self and that self is dead? He asked an elderly man, a young boy. An elderly man said to him, he said, you know, in the neighborhood, um, Mr. Robertson died about four years ago. He said, yes. He said, now you go to his grave and stand over his grave. And say the nastiest thing and criticize him and nasty things about him, abuse him, insult him, and then tell me his response after you've done that. So the boy, when he came back, he said, There's no response. He said, Okay. Then go back there and praise him to high heavens. That is the most wonderful person, nobody else like him. What's the response? No response. He said, Well, you're dead to self. Criticism doesn't affect you, praise doesn't affect you. People can come and say you are the you are the biggest. Let me tell you, when self is alive, someone just looks at you and says, "I don't like your hairstyle. Your whole day is disturbed." <laughs> that shows how much self is alive. Now, somebody says to you, "You know, you are the most gifted person in that place," and then you are now walking in the air. I'm the most intelligent, and you are repeating it, gifted. That's self. You understand what I'm saying? Itself. So life out of death, except the corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, is the mystery of creation. So what do we mean by life out of death? Right? Now, a corn of wheat, which means a seed, as your boy said, every seed, all right, has an outer covering. Every seed. And that outer covering is hard. Now, the life is inside that outer covering which protects it. And that's what's going on because you protect that, right? That, it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now, you take that corn of wheat, you plant it into the ground. What happens first and foremost is that it disintegrates the outer covering in order for the life on the inside to come out. Without the outer covering being disintegrating, the life on the inside cannot come out. So Paul is saying here, we have this treasure in earthen vessel, which means that he's saying that there is massive stuff inside you. He said the excellence of the power will be seen to be of God and not of you. But in order to get to that point, we have to crack this outer covering. So God says, I allow. Satan, you can't. Satan thinks he's destroying you. The same way Satan thought he was destroying Jesus. Do you get what we're saying? And took Jesus' cross and said, let's destroy. And out of it came multiplication. So God allows Satan. He comes into your life and starts doing stuff. And God says, get it, get it, get it. What will come out of you, no man's eye has ever seen. No man's ear has ever heard. My plan for your life is beyond your understanding. It is beyond the range of your consciousness. It is beyond, it is deeper than, much deeper than anything you have conceived. 
any vision you are throwing around. It is much more deeper than that. Allow me, the Holy Ghost is saying, open your mouth and begin to rejoice. Listen, let that life begin to come out now. And what happens is people keep it trapped. And say, so why did this happen? It's just like the seed saying, why did the outer shell? Why did the outer shell? All right, happen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.